With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is going on as we get adjusted here on this Monday? What's up? Monday, August the 29th, 2022. Appreciate you all tuning in. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. We are live taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, as you see, setup has been adjusted a little bit, and I'm guaranteeing you it will change and evolve this week as well as I'm really just trying to determine what setup I like in the studio at this point. I, I really am. Just trying to figure out what I like, what I prefer. Either way, though, we're live, and what a hot start to game week it is as Desmond Umiozulu, the four-star edge out of the DMV, picks the Gamecocks, something we were all sort of expecting, but it is officially official this morning. South Carolina now a top 15 class in all of college football. Again, I see the comments rolling in. Uh, I see Braddock843, Justin Bryant, David Sykes, Travis Allen, Savannah Webster, M. Cole Outdoors, C. Youngblood, Cocky Twan, Noah Johns. They're just rolling in. Dre Pincasso, <clears throat> Jonathan Lee, Todd Smith, Hunter Johnson, Cody Gaskins, Connor McCormish. All you guys also, and many, many more, by the way, all you guys also in the Big Cock Club Discord, ever the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. My guy Craig Phillips says simply, it's game week. Yes, it's game week. The Gamecocks take on, again, Georgia State. Georgia State this weekend at Williams-Brice Stadium. Guys, how can you not be fired up with everything that is going on right now? Absolutely incredible, guys. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Uh, taking your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. We also have Steven Garcia joining us today at 1215. A big day on the Daily Crow. And also today begins our, our uh, weekly guests, if you will, each and every single day, Monday through Friday. Of course, we've got Steven Garcia today, Alex McGrath tomorrow, Anthony Trish on Wednesday, J.C. Sherbert Thursday, and Jake Crane on Friday. Really, really good stuff, guys. If you see me looking off, by the way, to the side, it's because I now have the camera set up here. The MacBook is right here. So all of your comments and everything rolling in right here. So just to let you all know, if you're like, why is Chris looking away from the camera? I'm looking at your comments. So again, we're playing around with this setup. I want to shout out my dude, Phil, who is responsible for a lot of this new equipment in the studio. We've got a new little ring light here. We've got the camera mount here. Uh, the camera itself, I want to say thank you to my guy, Phil. He is in the Big Cock Club and a very big supporter. Not, not rugby, Phil. This is Phil Ballou, a different Phil. I want to say thank you to Phil, man. I truly appreciate, again, you guys showing love, support. You guys love the show. You want to see it grow and evolve and enhance, and, and I can't say thank you all enough for that. Again, guys, we have got a ton, a ton to discuss here on this Monday podcast, of course, did drop this morning, episode 695, continuing with our position unit preview series as we talked the Gamecocks linebackers going in the 2022 football season. Also, I gave my early thoughts on South Carolina, Georgia State, and the gambling lines, the betting lines. We'll talk more about that, of course, on Wednesday's podcast because, of course, 
SEC gambling picks and best bet will return this season. Very excited. We will also conclude the position unit preview series talking defensive backs on the Wednesday show. And finally, guys, as much as I've loved doing those, we're finally going to start talking some on-field game action. Some actual football that's going to happen on the field this weekend. I'm very, very excited for it. I want to say thank you also to all of you who have ordered merchandise. There was a blitz of merch orders, obviously, coming into Friday. You guys trying to get your merch and and getting your merch before kickoff also over the weekend. Thank you all so much, man. I truly do appreciate it. We felt the love all weekend long. It was absolutely incredible. Again, I cannot say thank you enough. Um, Things are just rolling right now, man. Things are rolling. I'm excited. I'm fired up. We're now just five days away from kick. It is game week. We finally get to look forward to South Carolina hitting somebody else that's not themselves in practice. We finally start to get some answers to our questions that we've had all preseason long. The tailgate is back. The games are back. We're back. Horrid, horrid week to be a Panther. It's also a horrid week to be work that needs to get done. Because I'm sure many of you are sitting at the office this week or sitting on the job or what have you, just literally watching paint dry, counting down the seconds until we get to Saturday. Hey, we're all going through it. It's all good, folks. We'll get through this thing together on the Daily Crow and the podcast, all the content. You already know the drill. Appreciate you all tuning in. Let's do it all together. That's what the point is, guys. Joy's in the journey. Um, James Kendall, have you changed your prediction for the Vandy game? Not quite. I'll tell you this, though. Hey, Clark Lee in the doors, man. Don't sleep on Clark Lee and the doors. What a performance that was from them. And I'll tell you this. I don't know about you guys. I really thoroughly enjoyed this weekend of football. I want to shout out my Rippers down in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, fantastic weekend with the Rippers, man. We went out on Saturday in Savannah, watched football. I'll tell you what. That Northwestern Nebraska game, that was a fantastic primer for college football because – I mean, it had drama. You had Ryan Holinsky slinging the pill around. You had a coach that reminded me of Will Muschamp, who probably needs to be fired yesterday. I mean, that game had everything. That game had everything. That was a fantastic football game. And then, of course, you had Vanderbilt just spanking Hawaii up and down the field all night, Saturday night. So, hey, I would say, again, a great appetizer. Now the real ball comes. I can't wait for Thursday. I can't wait to watch Tennessee, Missouri, the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh, just taking in college football weekend long. Cheers, folks. We made it. Let's see here. Let's jump into the questions. We got a lot of questions. Um, Oh, we still got we still got critiquing going on with the camera and the setup, guys. I, I'm just I'm playing with it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just need to hire a producer, man. I, I don't know. There's some people saying it's still distorted, it's still unclear. I, dude, I, I don't know how a clear white background and I literally moved. Now I'm we're against the wall here, so I, I don't know. I'm thinking about just doing a very far away view because then it won't it won't have to focus on me as much. It'll focus on everything. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I got my guy. That's again, that's what I love about you guys. It frustrates me though, because I'm not a perfectionist, but I like to get it right. I don't like to half ass anything. And so Adam telling me apparently there's still some distortion issues. I have no idea. I have no idea. Either way, we're going to get through today's show and I'll figure out the setup after this. Um, anyways, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843 790 3377. That's 843 790 3377. I thought everything looked pretty good. 
I thought everything looked pretty good. I don't know. Maybe it's this camera, dude. I, I don't know. I've tried this camera. I've really tried this camera. Uh, I might have to go back to the other one because I tell you, this camera just in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I don't know. I don't know. Jesse Jacobs, appreciate you tuning in, my friend. I'll tell you, when it's locked in, the quality does look really, really good. So, Adam, you let me know. Is the quality that bad? I don't know. Uh, Steven Garcia, guys, going to join us in about five minutes or so. I'm going to go ahead and send him the link. Um, again, Desmond Umiazulu, I think that's how you say his last name. But he has committed to the Gamecocks. And, I mean, dude, you just have to tip your cat to what Shane Beamer, doing, Shane Beamer and company are doing on the recruiting trail. I mean, it's incredible what Shane Beamer – uh, is doing, has done, getting this program top 15 in recruiting. I expected him to have a lot of success in the recruiting trail. But to this level and this quickly, I can't even say I saw that coming. Um, I mean, you look at the blue chip ratio. What is South Carolina at 50% now? South Carolina is at 50% now? <sighs> you know, I, I just... It's unreal. It's unreal. Many said it couldn't be done, right, when it comes to blue chip ratio. Many people had their doubts, and it's still not over yet, right? you got to finish strong. But, I mean, I knew the recruiting would be solid under Beamer, but for it to be to this level, I mean, round of applause, job well done. They are absolutely – I mean, this is a guy, and Desmond's a guy that, guys, this isn't just some guy. This is a dude. This is people that, you know, Ohio State really wanted, right? I mean, so you're beating out programs like that for a prospect? That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and get this link over to – here we go. Let's get this link over to Steven Garcia. Let's get this link over to Gar. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in again. Thank you all so much for rolling with the punches when it comes to <laughs> everything, but the setup specifically with this. You know, I thought with a clear white background, put the focus on me – Heck, I'm just trying to show off the merch and create cool content in the process, guys. So, um, <laughs> either way, uh, Ronnie Pace, the 24-7 guy, said our class was now ranked 15th in the country. 15th in the country. So, um, incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Let's see. Steven Garcia, guys, <clears throat> should be joining us here in the next couple of minutes. And every single Monday... He will join us. Again, guys, a huge week. Hey, quick reminder, tomorrow, not Thursday, tomorrow the TSUS Tour takes place at Carolina Alehouse in Harbison, Columbia, South Carolina. Hope to see all my Columbia Gamecocks. It all gets going at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, uh, and we'll be out there probably around 9 or 10. You know, we'll be out there for a good little while. As long as you guys want to hang out, talk ball, we will do that. Uh, probably do a little Q&A around 7 or so. We'll take your questions, and – the final stop of the TSUS tour. And I, I cannot say it enough how much, how grateful I am for each and every single one of you guys, all those who have come out of the TSUS tour and, and have made it just a massive success. I mean, it, it has been a massive success. I, I can say with 110% guarantee we will do it again. I think we'll do it even bigger and better than we've done it this time. Um, it, it's, it's just been incredible, man. It, it's been incredible uh, getting to meet all you guys and shake your hands and selling merch as well and, and, uh, you know, but just, just just being able to fellowship with a bunch of great Gamecocks, I mean, it, it's been wild. It's crazy it's already over. I mean, I, I, I recall when we were in Somerville and Myrtle Beach getting this thing kicked off, and now here we are already to game week and already wrapping up the TSUS tour at Carolina Ale House in Harvison. Just incredible stuff. Um, <clears throat> Roach King is coming up. You're right, Roach King is coming up indeed. Uh, Zach said he's sitting in his office doing nothing. I hear you, my guy. It happens. Hey, we're all do – hey, everybody's doing that this week, just counting down the seconds 
until kickoff. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close up the phone lines, guys, because, again, Steven Garcia is going to join us in the next couple of minutes. Really excited. Really excited for the conversation. Again, it's going to continue to be a lot of fun and loose and, and what you guys have seen. But now we're talking some ball on the field. I'm going to get his thoughts on just season openers, um, his his career playing in season openers, his thoughts going into this opener for South Carolina, his experience with Sean Elliott. So we'll be another great conversation, I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a blessing. It's so incredible that we have him uh, on a weekly basis. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. I have not, no, again, I have not changed. Yeah, thoughts on Vandy scoring 63 points. Incredible. Yeah, thank goodness I took uh, Vandy minus seven and a half. That, that was uh, wild. <laughs> wild. So, uh, Todd Hill says recruiting fast equals winning fast. Indeed. Indeed. No doubt, man. It's all about recruiting. It, it comes down to players. And, uh, I mean, this is what you want to see. And it's what's, I think what's wild about it, what's wild about it is that Shane Beamer is recruiting at the level in which he is. He's recruiting at this level after winning seven games and a Mayo Bowl. And I'm not trying to discredit or throw shade on that accomplishment in year one. But, I mean, the guys he's picking up and the level to which we are recruiting, you would have thought we won nine games last year. I mean, I think it also goes to show that recruits, they don't just solely pick schools because you win X amount of games in a season, right? They they see schools for, you know, the the atmosphere, the, the, the campus, the university itself the facilities, the coaching staff, the fit, all that good stuff. But winning certainly does help, right? Winning does not hurt recruiting. That is confirmed. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it's it's just wild to see what they're doing on the recruiting trail. And, again, I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago or maybe a little bit over a month ago, you know, I talked to people within the facility, and they said, hey, we're, we're shooting for a top 15 class. We feel like if we don't hit a top 15 class, we didn't succeed, right? We didn't succeed. I mean, you're certainly seeing that come to fruition. You are seeing that come to fruition with the way they're recruiting, man. It's incredible. Um, and it all starts from recruiting. Like I told you guys, if South Carolina's in the SEC championship in, say, three, four, five years, whatever it is, it will be a direct correlation because we can look back and say recruiting change. And I'll tell you, getting the guys they're getting on the line of scrimmage, that, that's, that's what excites me so much all about this. They're getting these guys on the line of scrimmage that you have to have, dude. I mean, you look at – you look at uh, – you look at Umio Zulu, you look at his measurables. This kid is 6'6", 239, right? I mean, all the projectability in the world for this kid, I, the, the upside, the ceiling, a .9315 on the 24-7 sports composite, the 21st-ranked edge player in the country, um, 167th-ranked player nationally in their composite. And again, you looked at who he chose South Carolina over, you know, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Tennessee, Southern. I mean, this dude had offers from everywhere. Clemson offered him. Georgia offered him. Everybody wanted him. Everybody wanted him. So, to to get a guy like this, to get a guy like this, um, you know, just, just continues the torrid pace the Gamecocks have been on in recruiting. Again, guys, we are waiting on Steven Garcia. Not exactly sure where the Roach King is at. But uh, he should be here soon. Should be here soon. So we're just waiting on Gar, just like Garcia to be late. <laughs> it's just like Garcia to be late. No, it's all good. Either way. Um, again, guys, he is joining us here in the next minute or two. Um, really excited to chat with Steven, get his thoughts. Again, it is game week. It is game week. Um, thoughts on this, this weekend's game, this season, and just continue to have incredible banter. 
with uh, arguably the most legendary Gamecock of all time. So, no big deal. <clears throat> Todd Hill says, if Nicholas Harbor came to Carolina, would he make a good, a good bigger size running back? I don't know what... I don't know what position he'd play. I, I don't. Would he be tight end? Would he be a defensive end? I, either way, though, that kid is a freak athlete. That kid's a freakish athlete. Somebody you would love to snap. What what a what a pickup that would be. What a pickup that would be. Jesse Jacobs, great question. Best place to make college football game bets this season. Well, if you want to do prop plays, I highly suggest you sign up with our friends over at Prize Picks. And use the promo code TSUS when you do so to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. In regards to if you're just playing spreads, um, I, I don't have a partner for that. So I'll just tell you, I would probably say just Bovada would be a good one. I, you know, I, I don't know. There, there's plenty of them out there. So, um, but definitely sign up for prize picks while you're at it. Definitely sign up for prize picks while you're at it for sure. Um, let's see. Again, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-337. Yeah, what a game from Ryan Holinsky, man. Incredible, incredible. Here we go. Roach King on the line. The Roach King is joining us. Let's go ahead. Hey. Roach King, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good. What's going on? Not much. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just, dude, I, I can't figure out my setup in the studio, man. I keep moving the camera around. I just can't make my mind up, so it is what it is. But, uh, dude, how was, your, how was your weekend, man? How's everything, uh, how's everything on your end? Good. Good. We uh just doing a lot with the renovations, man. Um, had to change our guest room. Now we're making that the baby nursery, and I just got like I just told. Oh, you, uh, getting real. Yeah, yeah. So we're <laughs> moving our uh moving our guest room from the front house into our back house, and actually going to start Airbnb in the uh, the whole back house. So we just been. I mean, I just got like I just texted you. We're getting off. Uh, our, we're just got off the phone with the dumpster trailer people. Mm-hmm. Just there's so much, so much shit we got to get rid of. Just. It's kind of a good thing. It's it's a good right. deal. Yeah, for sure, man. Like I said, it, it's getting real. And I want to shout out my buddy Justin because he just had his second child this morning. Happened this morning, oh, so obviously wow. you're yeah had his second son. Um, but yeah, it's I'm about to say it's just get, it's getting real for you, man. It's getting it's funny. I texted him like yesterday, and I was like, oh man, it's game week, and I was like, wait, it's it's game week for you in a different way. I think like yeah. he's a huge Gamecock fan, obviously too. But he's like, it's it's really game week for you. Um, anyways, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time and let, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Cause what's so exciting, Steven, we talked about this last week is that it is game week and there's actually football on the field this thank weekend. God. We don't, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Hell of a, Hey, hell of a weekend to watch ball. Did you catch any of what Ryan Helinski did for Northwestern? Did you see yeah. that? I actually, dude, I talked to him after the game, man. What a game. I mean, dude, he, he balled out. I mean, there's yeah. just no other way to put it. He balled out and probably put the final nail in Scott Frost's coffin, by the way, That's- that out there. It's it's the whole thing is wild, man. But yeah, I, I was uh, texting. I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you, man. Like happy for you. you know, you've been through hell and back, and uh, you know, I'm proud of you. So yeah. we had a little celebratory, uh, little cheers. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. It, it was yeah. it was incredible, man. Just watching him and you know the precision. I th- I think you saw you saw why Gamecock fans were so excited for him. It's, I mean, obviously, it's a shame it didn't work out here, but great to see him having success. Obviously, because I know all of Gamecock Nation. Um, is pulling for him. Steven, when you're a player on the team, obviously, and you're the starting quarterback, how much does the preparation and everything change from just going through the normal fall camp practices, you know, getting down the fundamentals, implementing system schemes, whatever, to now you're focusing on an opponent? What's What makes practice so much different? I, I guess what, that probably starts late last week. You really get into that. And certainly this week, th- this team is now locked in on Georgia State. What's What's so much different about it this week for what the players are going through? 
so so one thing that uh that I absolutely hated that Coach Furry would do is we'd spend so much time like I mean it was almost three or four weeks that we would prepare for that first game like say like East Carolina we spent so much damn time trying to figure out what defense they were going to run their their personnel you know this and that what they're going to do in, in certain situations and we get in the game and obviously uh they changed everything you know and I'm I'm sitting on the sideline you know because I, I didn't start which was wild but that's another story um but i'm sitting i was like yeah we spent four or five weeks studying this shit and they're not doing what we thought they were going to do so i freaking i hated how he uh he did that um but to get back to your point i think coach beamer kind of saw that and it's like you know we're going to focus on us right now and then you know within a week we're going to treat it like a normal game week within a week of of you know practice now we're going to start focusing on georgia state now we're going to work on personnel we're going to game plan we're going to see what works what wouldn't work and and kind of go from there so it's a it's a lot different and i know these guys are freaking jacked up because like i said they are absolutely hating life hitting again hitting their heads against the wall uh against each other nonstop. so they're uh they're ready to rock and roll and put some put some helmet to helmet on somebody Steven, switching gears, I'm going to jump around. I'm sure you saw the game in Dublin between Northwestern and Nebraska. The internet system went down, and because of that, all concessions, including beer, were free. Can you imagine being at a football game? How much beer do you think you would consume if the beer was free at a football game? Uh, I'd do it anyways, a lot. Uh, (laughs) But I I saw that, and I saw the video of somebody like, yeah, it's free beer, but look at this line you have to wait in. And they showed a line. It it had to be a mile long to get freaking free beer. So at that point, I think you just go outside and you know start tailgating again and and come back in there or something. I I don't I don't know that that'd be hell on earth right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I I just thought that was crazy. Um, back back to again on the field, Stephen. What's so interesting about you again? We're talking season openers, and it's always it's always exciting. I don't think it matters how many years you play. I'm sure you felt the same way as a freshman to a senior when it's a season opener, when it's opening day. You've always got that excitement, those butterflies. But I was thinking about your season openers. Um. You know, I say as the starting quarterback, obviously the final one that I'm going to talk about, you weren't technically. But, uh, you know, I, I think about how different your three season openers were as the starting quarterback. Because I think 09 against NC State, yep. defensive slugfest, I mean, 7-3 to three final. Like, like, when does that happen anymore? Uh, the And I think everybody recalls that game because that was Stephon Gilmore's first game. He makes that play in the end zone to, to save the game. But a 7-3 to three win in Raleigh. 2010, I was at that game, actually, with my dad. You guys crushed Southern Miss. Uh, play that stands out from that one, obviously, you trucking the Southern Miss guy going into the end zone. And that was also Marcus Lattimore's first game. And that fu- funny story about that game, I remember Mark- Marcus Lattimore running in his first touchdown. And I looked at my dad, and I was like, I, I think he's going to have a lot of those. I-, I think that's the first of many. And sure enough, the-, the rest is history. And then again, 2011, that season opener for you, Connor Shaw gets the start, and you come in and save the day. When, when you think about your season openers in college of the three games I mentioned, again, we could probably spend a show talking about each individual game. But what stands out, I'll say just as a whole, going into season openers, um, did anything change for you? Were the emotions high? Did you ever let your emotions creep in, or were you pretty much stoic the entire time? Like, What was it like for you going into those season openers as a starting I mean, quarterback? I, mean, I, I, I usually wear my emotion on my sleeve. Um, I'm an emotional guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the – I would say the first one, the, the Raleigh game, that was – that was pretty intense. I mean, it was a, it was a away game. Um, I mean, it was at night. I mean, it was, I, I was pretty fired up. I mean, you, you get fired up no matter what, who you're playing against. You could be playing against, you know, sister Mary, the blind, whatever the hell, you know, whoever it may be, you're, you're going to get fired up. Um, 
So, I mean, I I don't know. Um, and that, I was going to say that that season opener in 09, that was really your first game where I feel like it was like it was your team, right? Because, I mean, 08 was a mess at quarterback. <laughs> and now so going to 09, it was like, all right, Steven Garcia <clears throat> is QB1. Like, as long as he doesn't do anything to lose the job, like, this is his football team. Like, it was that – was that the case or? Yeah, for sure. And I remember, like, I don't know if I've told that story or not. Um, it was after we played um, Tebow in the swamp in 08, and we lost 56 to 6. And me and Chris Smelly were going in and out every single rep. After the game, I remember going straight up to Coach Fair. I said, Coach, if, uh, if you plan on doing that again, um, let me know because I am fucking out of here. I'm, 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 not, I'm not ever doing that again. He's like, he's like, all right, man, yeah, man. It didn't work. It didn't work for us today. So, yeah, I think we're done with that. But, I mean, it, the previous week we played against uh, Arkansas, and, you know, we it actually worked out well. You know, me and Chris actually played really well. Um, but, yeah, that was that was tough. But, yeah, then, you know, ap- then after that, Chris left and went to uh, play baseball at Alabama. And, yeah, Coach Mangus came up and he said, you're not transferring anywhere. I'm going to be the quarterback's coach in Columbia. I need you there. Um, you're going to be the guy. So, yeah, that was that was kind of the first time that I was like, all right, I'm, I'm QB1, and there's nobody else to um, there's nobody else to compete against. And then 2010, obviously, you go into that season, I and mean, you guys had a solid 2009. I don't know if you saw, by the way, Stephen, I posted the, uh, you know, I, I went down and hung out with some buddies this week, and he showed me one of his his vintage shirts. He had a little collection, and one of them was the uh, the 09 Papa John's Bowl against UConn. And he had the T-shirt. I was like, I have to post this to social media because I know what the reaction. I don't know if you saw your boy, your boy Clifford commented on Instagram and just said, delete, delete, delete. That's all it said. Um Hey, we'll talk about that game. I think I've I think I've actually talked to you about this. And I think I think what I remember you telling me was, you know that when Alshon Jeffrey is dropping balls because it's so cold, like you're gonna have a long day. Right? Yeah, it's just when it's that cold, and you're like I, I remember I've had multiple of your teammates tell me he's like you know we're coming out there freezing. These UConn guys are coming out short sleeves, like just don't give a damn. It's like we are, we might be screwed today. It, it, yeah. It was, it was, and my brother, my brothers played at Harvard. Um, so I remember going up to those games and, and it like freezing my ass off. But even that was not as cold as, as that Birmingham game was. That was absolutely miserable. And like you said, man, those, those UConn boys, they were used to it. They had a, and the thing is like those guys ended up playing in, I think the Rose Bowl or like a big, a big bowl game the next year. I mean, they had, they had a hell of a team. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going up there and I remember throwing a dig to Alshon and he dropped it and I was like, Oh shit, this is, <laughs> this is not good. Not good at all. But yeah, that, that, that game really sucks. I, I'm, like I said, I'm cleaning out my, uh, the guest room and I'm seeing, I'm seeing Outback Bowl, um, like footballs, UConn, uh, the Papa John's Bowl, mm-hmm. all sorts of old footballs that I, I need to get rid of that, that does bring back great memories. Mm-hmm. For sure. Talk, talk about Spencer Rattler, Stephen. Like what he's what he's uh I say going through. What 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 he where is he where do you think his head is at this weekend? You've been in that exact same position. I mean, I guess last minute, you've probably got it pretty much figured out by this point, but but last minute adjustments, watching a ton of film, I'd imagine. Like like if you had to give fans kind of an insight or kind of an idea of the preparation Spencer Rattler is going through to prepare for Saturday. I think he's just ready to get back to playing football. I think all the off-field distractions, all the you know, controversy, so to speak, from uh, Oklahoma last year getting benched, you know, for Caleb Williams last year. I think all of that. I think he just wants to put to bed and actually play a, a, a football game and and play well. Um, you know, it's, it's Georgia State, and, and Georgia State is not a pushover. Coach Ellis is going to have them boys fired up. I can promise you that. He's going to have those guys ready to kill somebody. Um, so he, I just hope our guys aren't taking them light. 
thinking that's going to be some sort of like you know uh, cupcake. Um, I don't think I don't think Coach Beamer is going to allow that. I think he's going to have these guys ready to rock and roll on all cylinders. And you know, I'm hoping Spencer plays well. I'm hoping he kind of puts to bed all of the distractions, controversies, et cetera, um, and you know, plays really well and gets gets everybody behind him. Yeah, Stephen, you mentioned I want to get to Sean Elliott definitely in just a second, but you, but you mentioned teams taking other teams lightly, and I mean it, it happens, right? We we see it every single week. We see it every year. I, it doesn't matter who the coach, like it happens, right? It happens. We see upsets all the time, and not to discredit upsets or anything like that, but we see teams play down to their competition. How do you avoid that? You know, how do you? Does that start with the coaching? Is it player led, as you and Connor Shaw have said, with the culture, like? Like how can how can a coach or how can that be? I don't I don't know. Fixed is the right word, but you know it's one thing to come out and hey, upsets do happen, right? But to not bring your best game, and it is a real challenge for college football coaches and for teams because again, you play the Charlottes and the SC states. Can can you be as fired up and as locked in? And again, you've experienced it firsthand. Can you be as right. fired up and locked in for that game as you are for Alabama for Georgia? Because you don't have to get yourself fired up to play Georgia, right? Like if you're not fired up to play Georgia. You just don't have a pulse. But so where does that come from, Stephen? And how does this team avoid a quote-unquote letdown game in if, this one? You better be fired the fuck up no matter who you're playing. That's just – I'm telling you right now, that's that's kind of the motto that I had, you know, and that's kind of the motto that Connor, Connor kind of, you know, embodied as well. You know, he just – we wouldn't let guys kind of be lazy. We wouldn't let – like if practice – Sarah playing against like a Troy or, you know, and, I mean, these guys are D1 – college football players navy d1 college football players walford i mean these these guys if you don't if you guys if you underestimate these guys they're playing they're pissed off that they're not playing in our jersey they're pissed off that they didn't get recruited at an sec school so they're gonna when they get a chance to play against an sec school they're gonna come out and try to hurt you and i i, I do the same thing as those guys um and that's kind of like the message that i would say um you know i think I wouldn't say that Coach Spurrier kind of was lackadaisical, so to speak, and when we played against, you know, weaker opponents, so to speak. Um, but, you know, there was definitely a lot more energy when we're playing against the Florida or Georgia or, you know, Kentucky or, you know, whatever, as opposed to when we're playing against, you know, lesser lesser opponents. So, um, but that was kind of, the, like you said, you know, and Connor said, it's it's you, it all starts with the quarterback and, and the, you know, the defensive captains and, you know, just building that culture and having these guys fired up to play no matter who the hell you're playing against. Yeah, and I would agree with you, Steven. I think, you know, Shane Beamer is going to have this team ready to play. And I, I think this team is going to be fired up either way because there's still obviously a ton to prove. It, it's not like you're favored by 30 points in this game. I mean, again, like you mentioned, Georgia State is a quality football team. And, of course, they're led by Sean Elliott. You know, there's a lot of intriguing storylines going into this one. You got Coach Elliott coming back to Williams-Brice. Hey, we've got a former Georgia State guy, Jordan Strawn, on the defense, the defensive front. He'll be going up against his old team. Jamias Williams, who played DB at South Carolina under Will Muschamp, he's now on the Doak Walker Award watch list as a running back for them. Ran for almost 1,000 yards last year. So a lot of really cool matchups within the matchups, a lot of cool storylines. Speaking specifically on Sean Elliott, though, again, obviously Coach Elliott there when you were there, just talk about your experiences with with him and what you remember from him specifically during his time in Columbia. Awesome. Everything about him, top tier. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I still talk to the guy. Not I wouldn't say all the time, but randomly he'll he'll comment on some of my Instagram stuff or uh, he'll send me a text. Say, hey, man, how, hope everything's doing. I hope everything's going well. Congrats on you know, the engagement. Congrats on, you know, the baby and everything else. Uh, he's he's he embodies football. I mean, he is a football players coach. You know, you hear, you hear people say it all the time, like, oh, he's a player's coach or, you know, he's he's a coach's coach, whatever it may be. 
Coach Elliott loves his players like they're his own kids, and you can you can feel that. And I feel like Coach Beamer is the exact same way. Um, he knows how to treat the guys. He knows how to get the guys fired up. He knows what he will allow and what he won't allow. So um, I love Coach Elliott. He's, he's probably one of my all-time favorite coaches, to be honest with you. Switching gears a little bit again, talking about this first game upcoming. Did you see the video of the new lights at Willie B? I, actually, I know you did. I know you did because I saw your response, I think, to Mike Yuba's tweet with the uh, – yeah. The crazy eyes. Do you like the light? I mean, I, I would assume you like the lights. What are your What are your thoughts on the new LED lights? I I can't wait to see them in person. But watching that on video, I, I thought I had a headache. Man, I got concussion. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to get on concussion protocol. Um, I think seeing it live will be a little bit, a little bit easier to to bear. And I, I saw some of the comments saying, "Oh, you can tell Garcia is getting old if that's hurting his eyeballs." It's like, if, I tell you what, you stare at that thing for for ten seconds and tell me your head doesn't start hurting. <laughs> Watching all those damn lights on a freaking, you know, eight or ten, whatever this is, inch screen. I mean, it's it, it was mine. It was mine hurting. Yeah, I'm excited to see him in person for sure. I think the video. I don't know if the video will have done justice. A lot of times it doesn't. Um, again, man, I know we're all excited. Obviously, going into Georgia State again. We talked about Coach Elliott. You know, Coach Elliott, kind of what he's all about. What are you expecting to see from this Georgia State team? Just to give you an idea, Stephen, in case you didn't know, this is a team that ran for about 226 yards per game last year. They were ranked, I think, eighth nationally. Defense struggled a little bit, but there's no secret. They want to run the football. A hundred percent. I mean, he's Coach, Coach Elliott is an offensive lineman. That's yeah. what he played. That's what he's coached. That's what he's, that's what he's good, good at. I mean, that's, he's great at. Um, so he's going he's gonna to run the shit out of the ball and try to control the clock, try to keep his offense on the field as long as possible and long sustaining drives. Um, and that's that's really how you you know quote unquote upset teams. Um, you know you control the control the the time clock, so uh, the time of possession. I, I mean that I, if I was Coach Elliott, that's that's what I would do. I'd try to keep the ball out of you know Rattler's hand and keep the ball out of South Carolina's offense. That's what that's what Navy does. That's what you know Walford does. I mean they're triple option teams, um, which I absolutely despise playing because these guys would go on freaking eight, ten, twelve minute drives, and it's we're just sitting there picking our ass. So, I mean, it's, it's tough playing against those teams. Um, but I, if, if I had to guess, that's what, that's what coach is going to do. He's going to try to run the hell out of the ball. I was going to say, Steven, you guys had some pretty interesting matchups against the Waffords of the world during your time in Columbia. There, there were some uh, less than fun games to watch. Put it that way. <laughs> they, they weren't fun to play either. They were. <laughs> yeah. Get, having one week to get ready for an option team. No bueno. And God bless whoever was, was running scout team and, and trying to get the defense ready because I, I just – I have to imagine that's a hell of a task. Um, flipping it to the South Carolina side of things, you know, the, the spread is 12, which which a lot of fans look at and and scoff immediately. Oh, they're, they're underselling us. They're undervaluing us. Like you mentioned, Georgia State is not EIU. This is not a spring game 2.0. Georgia State – hey, we're talking about a team that probably should have beat Auburn last year, lost by 10 yeah. on the Plains. They beat Tennessee in Knoxville a couple years ago. They will not be intimidated, I think, by an SEC atmosphere. And I'm not taking anything away from Willie B, the new lights, our crowd, but they've just gone on the road and they've done it before, right? I don't know that we're going to throw many things at them they haven't seen before in regards to a road environment. Specifically, what you want to see from South Carolina. Because a season opener does not define your entire season. Steven, I know you recall this because – and I forgot, by the way, you redshirted in 07. I, I forgot yep. that. I, I don't know how that slipped my mind. But you were on the team in 07, so I'm sure you recall this. That season opener in 07, I'll never forget, Louisiana Lafayette runs for like 280 yards. Just yeah. we could not stop them. 
And the following week, Carolina goes to Georgia because I went to that game between the hedges. They got no Sean Moreno. They got Matt Stafford. And Lee Corso says, and Kirk Herbstreit, there's no way Carolina's going to stop Georgia's rushing attack. They gave up 280 to Louisiana Lafayette. They're going to get killed. And sure enough, you guys win the football game. I mean, you just never know. Like, a, a season opener does not tell the entire story. But is there anything specifically you want to see because this is a big game in regards to setting the tone, Stephen, for, for sure. you got Arkansas week two, Georgia week three. It gets very real out of the gate very quickly. So anything specifically you're going to be looking for in this ballgame from this team? I think it's going to be the same that everybody's looking at. I think everybody wants to see what Rattler does and what this offense is going to do. I think it's, like you said, it's going to set the tone for the remainder of the year. Um, it's not an end-all, be-all. You know, if they if they don't win this game or if they don't really play necessarily well, Um but I think everybody wants to see the ball, you know, pitch, you know, pitch and catch, as Coach Burry used to say. They want to see the ball in the air. They want to see us coming down with it and, you know, scoring a lot of points. I think that's what uh, – I mean, that's what I want to see. Um, as far as defense goes, it's going to be interesting. If they can stop the run, I think they – you know, it could be a chance to, to blow them out. Um, so, I guess, like I said, we'll, we'll see how these guys go. Man, I, I'm interested to see. I'm freaking fired up about it. Um, I think everybody's kind of done talking about it. They just want to see, see, the, see the product on the field. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, Steven, I'm, I'm over here, like, digging for questions, right? Like, <laughs> we're just talking seasons officially over. Like, like, it's time to shut up and go hit somebody else and can't wait for it. Uh, Steven, last thing before I get you out of here, because, again, what I'm so excited about, my man, is that this time next week we're going to be talking about an actual game that took place on the field. And I, I think what's going to be so valuable about that is because, again, you know, QB1, you get all the glory when it goes right, and you're going to get all the criticism when it goes wrong. But believe it or not – it's not always the quarterback's fault. Hard belief, but it's not always the quarterback's fault. So I'm excited to get your take and, and your feedback on what specifically Rattler's seeing, what he's doing, what they're trying to do. So I think it can help give our audience a little bit understand, better understanding of just what is going on with this offense. Because, of course, you know, we're all excited for the defense and potential, but the offense is the talking point this year. I mean, that, that's you were ranked 116th or something nationally last year. You bring in all the pieces you brought in. That's what everybody wants to see this. Yeah. I and mean, there's just no doubt. Um, no yeah, no doubt. Well, last thing, Stephen, before I get you out of here, what's the greater number on Saturday? Amount of points that Georgia State scores or cold beverages that Stephen Garcia consumes? <laughs> there will be a bunch of consumption. I can promise you that. It's, uh, like I said, it's opening It's opening week. Um, we, uh, we, got, we got the back house ready to rock and roll. Um, got the smoker ready to go. I actually have one of my uh, – my god my godfather's new son-in-law went to georgia state so he's he's all fired up he's like hey man what are we doing saturday you know i got got a couple people that want to watch the game i was like man we're going to be at the nest and we're going to be we're going to be getting after it so i i don't know i'm uh, that's that's a tough one right there i'm hoping i'm hoping uh, i drink more beers than uh than georgia state yeah, scores yeah that's all i'm thinking though you know if they score around you know, 17, like maybe, maybe, maybe but I, I trust you. I think, I think 17, you could just easily shatter it, to be honest. Oh, that's, yeah. They're, they're going to need double, they're going to need double than that. <laughs> they're going to need to have an offensive explosion. To... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> opening game week. Yeah. That's, it's going to, yeah. it's going to get no, messy. No brainer. Week zero was the warm up week. Now it's serious. Now it's serious. Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't have the kids this weekend either. So it's going to be, it's going to get, it's going to get dangerous. Horrid weekend to be a Panther and an apocalyptic weekend to be a cold beer. That is for damn sure. Or a cold rebel rabbit at that. Shout out those guys. Uh, yes, Steven, Steven, again, appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm looking forward to it all season long. The final time we will chat without some actual on-field Gamecocks football to discuss for quite a while. So I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, man. Steven, 
Appreciate you taking the time, man. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Absolutely, man. Hey, I'm going to shoot you a text. I got an, uh, I got an idea about uh, the South Carolina State um, game with uh, the alumni deal coming out. Yes. I just talked yes. to Pat Marco. Um, so we got, we're going to have all that set up. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to shoot you a text. We're going we're gonna to figure something out. I got, I got some plans. Dude, let's do it, man. Let's do it. You just fired up the audience, man. Good job. Good job. You yes, fired sir. up the audience. Hey, I appreciate you, Steven. Absolutely, man. We'll see y'all. Hey, Take care. Roach King. Roach King out. I apologize. I think I just cut him off. I will not do that again. Roach King out. Great stuff again from Steven Garcia. Uh, incredible, man. Incredible. Uh, truly blessed to have him join the show each and every single Monday, 1215 to 1245. Guys, if you missed any of that, there's two different ways now you can catch it. Actually, there's three. Number one, you can just go back if you're on YouTube and watch this uh, after this show is over. Also, we upload the podcast each and every single day at 3 o'clock on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. You can also listen to it there. And I will clip Stephen Garcia's conversation and put that specifically on YouTube so you can watch there. So there's plenty of ways to go back and listen to what you just heard. If you missed anything, great stuff from Steven. Truly appreciate him taking the time. And yeah, as Connor McCormick says, the South Carolina State game. Steven Garcia indeed will be in town and I'm excited to hear what he's got planned. I don't even know, guys. It'll be a surprise to me. I'm looking forward to it and, uh, and, and certainly think we're going to have a lot of fun creating a lot of great content this fall. Guys, hey, we're going to jump into a quick break, um, but I want to continue on the other side. Hey, let's hear from you. I want to hear your questions, your comments, your calls. Gamecocks pick up a big-time four-star commitment in Desmond Umiozulu. I'm going to guess. I think that's how you say his last name. Either way, Desmond you, the Gamecocks pick up a huge edge player. It's game week podcast dropped this morning we're talking georgia state it's a horrid week be the be a panther folks more of your questions your comments your calls and more on the other side you're tuned in to the daily crow all right guys we're back taking your questions comments calls 843-790-3377 that's 843-790-3377 here on this Monday, and what a Monday it is, man. I'm just looking at the numbers, and my goodness, what a crowd we have here tuned in today, folks. Thank you all so much, man. Hey, if you're new to the Daily Crow, we do this every day, Monday through Friday, noon to 2, streaming across Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and we take your questions, your comments, and your calls. You can call in. Of course, we got a call now. Let's go. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? You're good, Chris. You doing okay today, Chris? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? No, I must say, Chris, I watched Holinsky last weekend. He looked good. Dude, Holinsky had an incredible game. I mean, tip your cap to Ryan Holinsky. That's what we were hoping to see him do in the garnet and black. And, you know, injuries and, and other things and other situations, unfortunately, took their toll. But great to see, man. I mean, listen, we're all pulling for him. And, uh, you know, I, I think you saw why he was rated so highly coming out of high school. So, hopefully he can keep that up for Northwestern, but that was a huge win for them uh, in Dublin for sure. Oh, yeah, that is, Chris. And the thing about Lyle Hiske, hey, I wish he had a chance at soccer, but, hey, it just did not work out, right, Chris? I, sometimes things just aren't meant to be, man. I, you know, and, and it, we went through it with Will Muschamp, and it is what it is, and we had to learn our lesson. And, you know, thank God it led us to Beamer, but uh, – yeah, just didn't work out. This is what it is, and that's it. So, yeah. Hey, Chris. Um, speaking of, it's Chris. What about Scott Frost, man? He he did again last year, this year. <clears throat> yeah, Scott Frost, the dead man walking. That that game Saturday, and I tweeted this. You you guys probably already saw it, but that game Saturday, 
reminded me a lot of our game 2019 against UNC, um, where it was just, you know, Nebraska, I'm not saying they had an incredible amount of hype, right? But, like, a lot of people were picking them to have a good season, go win eight or nine games. I think even Kirk Herbstreit had them winning their side of the division in the Big Ten, going to the Big Ten championship. And you spend all preseason long, though, seven, eight months getting ready for football. You're excited. And then you feel like what you do is you just lay an egg. And you lose a game you shouldn't lose. That's exactly how I felt in 2019. And that's why I just basically snapped after that ball game. So, um, I, I feel for Nebraska fans today, man. I know they're going through it. They feel like their season's over before it's already before it's even begun, right? Um, but, oh, uh, I mean, again, I, it's, it's weird, though. Everybody's just talking about Scott Frost and Nebraska. But what about Northwestern? What a dub for them, man. What a game by Ryan Holinsky. Why is he not getting more of the pub? So, uh, But, yeah, I, I feel for those Nebraska folks because, you know, we've been there. We've been in the trenches when it comes to a coaching change and the turmoil. And, and I tell you what, I've been on both sides, right? I've been – I've been the guy that said fire must champ for the longest. I was known as the fire must champ guy. I've been on that side. Now I'm on this side. I can tell you this side feels a whole hell of a lot better. I can tell you that much. So um, I feel for those folks for sure. Oh, yeah, me too, Chris. If they buy, if they buy, if you could, if you could compare it to Scott Falls, he has have. Chris, he, he lost to push you head coach. Go back to uh, and. I was kind of mad, too, with the mustache thing. I said, fire mustache. That's what I was back there, you know? Yeah, and again, I said it. You know, we don't have to go back and rehash, but, I, I you know, I said it after uh, – I said it after that 2019 game, but it, it wasn't uh, wasn't received the way you would hope it would be received. So, listen, it is what it is. There's no point in reliving those days, man, but a, a great game Saturday. A great game Saturday. I thought that was a great appetizer for college football, and it's weird because most years I'm like – oh, my God, I can't believe it's here. It's surreal. And I still sort of feel that way. But, like, I'm so ready for kickoff this year that I'm like, let's get it on. I'm ready to watch all the games on Thursday. I don't know if there's a Friday game. There probably is a Friday game, a college football Friday game. And then, of course, Saturday, we're going to be out at the tailgate at Seawells. Come out to Seawells, spots 92 to 96. I see my guy P-Doc and John promoting it. Seawells, we'll be out there. I'm getting out there by noon. I'm actually, hey, breaking news, dun 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 I'm actually coming into town Friday. So we'll be in town Friday, be in town all weekend. Um, looking forward to it again. Going to be out at Seawell. is going to be a great time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. Ready to see Toe Meat Leather Saturday. And, again, start to get some answers to the questions we've had all preseason long. Oh, yeah, me too, Chris. I can't wait for the season to start Saturday. I cannot wait, Chris, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Are you going to be there or no? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to stop by at the too, Chris. Dude, yeah. Come on, dude. Come on by to Seawells. We'd love to have you. We'd love to oh, have yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, Chris, take care, man. Hey, I appreciate you, Justin. Thanks so much for the call, my guy. We'll see you Saturday. You are good. Have a good one. Go Gamecocks. Yeah, man. Go Gamecocks. Great stuff from Justin. Um, I know we had a call come in, like, simultaneously as Justin called. Uh, would love to have you call back in. Uh, again, I see the comments just rolling in. We got a great crowd today here on this Monday. I really do appreciate it. Again, guys, thank you all so much for rolling with the punches when it comes with the setup. This is not the final setup. I can tell you that right now. Um, I've just been moving some things around, these desks around, the couch around, the studio, trying to figure out what I want to do. And, and uh, yeah, again, I'm a one-man show, so, like, I'm figuring it out on my own. But, hey, the joy is in the journey. That's how I look at it. Um, yes, yeah, a lot of people talking about QB2. I think Luke Doty is definitely QB2. From everything we've heard, I don't think any of the freshmen have surpassed him. I mean, that's not a bad second option, guys. I, I mean, truly, obviously, 
knock on wood that everything's good with with Spencer Rattler and his health this year. But uh, <clears throat> it's Call not a bad from. second option. Certainly the Robbie Davis, a.k.a. Kirk Herbstreet. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's officially game week, baby. It is officially game week, my friend. Horrid, uh, horrid week to be a Panther. And I had somebody reply to that tweet when I said it. And they said, you're still using the same content, huh? And I said, why fix what isn't broken, my friend? It's a horrid week to be a hey, Panther. If it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's a, that's, don't, hey, if it, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Indeed. But uh, first things first, I was not shocked mm-hmm. that Vandy beat uh, uh, Hawaii, but I was shocked at how lopsided it was. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I mean, dude, what was it? A 53 point margin of victory? I don't think anybody saw that coming. Dude, it became, as soon as it became a snoozer, I literally quit watching it. I was like, I'm mm. done. I'm not going to watch this no more. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But, um, it was crazy. <clears throat> Absolutely crazy. But um, I, I just wanted to kind of sort of reiterate what Garcia said a few, a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Like, the Georgia State players are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. On their shoulder, same with the Charlotte players and the, and the South Carolina State players, right? Because they didn't get the big time D one offers, right? So right. anytime you play a team like like teams like that, you're going to get their best game. Period. Okay. Hmm. So we have got to come into this week. Prepare as if we are fixing to play in the in the conference championship. Okay, mm-hmm. prepare as if the, if as if this game is the conference championship, and if we win, we go to the Natty. Okay, because we cannot look past Georgia State, Charlotte, or South Carolina State. Because if we do that, we will lose the, those games. So we need to come into this game this week, prepare the right way, prepare the perfect game plan, and kick Georgia State's ass. Don't even, from the time that ball is kicked, make their life a living hell. I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't care if, if we kick first or receive first. You prove a point from the time that ball is kicked that Georgia State does not deserve to be on the same field as us in Willie B. They're only there to get a paycheck and get an ass whooping. Period. That's all they're there for, to get a paycheck and get an ass whooping. That's it. Not even a hot dog or a sandwich, just a, a paycheck and an ass whooping. Don't even give them a sandwich or a hot dog, no, be- no beverages, no nothing. nothing. Not even water. Not even water. Give them their ass whooping and tell them to go home. Don't even shake their hands at midfield before the game. Don't even shake their hands at midfield before the game. I'd say shake their hands, but just be like, all right, y'all in for, y'all in for an ass whooping. Y'all don't understand. We're paying y'all to, to kick y'all's ass. All right, this is not going to be a fun day for you, for y'all. And to be honest, if I was if I was if I was sat just for the hell of it, 
first play from scrimmage, throw a bomb. Over the top. Rattler to Just Wells. Rattler to Wells or Rattler to Bell for six. See, I love it. I love your thinking. I do. See who, see who has the better athlete? Throw a bomb from the, from the get-go. See if their corners and safeties can keep up with our wide receivers. Go, just say to hell with it and just throw a bomb from the get-go. You think you're better than us? Try and stop this and just throw a bomb right from the get-go. Try and stop this, he says. Try and stop this. I love that. Because I do believe, I truly believe that we have the better athletes than Georgia State. No disrespect to Georgia State, but I, do th- I truly believe we have the better athletes. And it will show Saturday night at 7.30. Yeah, no, I believe so as well. Robbie, I'll lock in my prediction later in the week. But, you know, I had 34 to 14 over the summer. And, you know, that was the reason why, is I just feel like over the over the course of the game, South Carolina has – I mean, it's not debatable, right? The Gamecocks have better players. They've got more talented players. You look at the recruiting. Right. I, there's nobody's going to debate you that Georgia State has South Carolina's level of talent. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to be a game, not to, not to bore you, but I think it's going to be a game that simply comes down to execution, protect the football, um, execute the game right. plan. I mean, listen, you're not going to be a well-oiled machine in week one, but you'd like to be right. as close to clicking on all cylinders as possible because, again, you want to set the tone. This game, I, I'll be honest with you, and, and, and you know, I'm just going to say this at threat or chance that this bites me in the rear end, but, hey, that's what I do for a living. Right. At no point this preseason have I felt concerned about losing this football game. No. The, the only thing that concerns me is not winning by enough to satisfy the appetite of our fans. And even that includes myself, right? Right. Because if you win this game by a touchdown, you're not going to feel and very good going to bad. Arkansas. You're, you're just not. Right. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Right. Hey, season opener doesn't define the entire year. But you're not going to feel great. Right. You're just not. You're just not. Um, so, again, this game is a microcosm of how I feel for this entire season. It's not just about whether you win. It's about how you win. How you do it matters, right? Hey, you beat EIU right. 46 to nothing last year in your season opener. But it was the way you did it and the way that it was a struggle to push them around. It really felt like it was, right? And then we saw that throughout the rest of the year. The way you win right. is what matters. The way you win is what matters. So, um, it's you know, you hate to say that because it sounds like I'm disrespecting the opponent. We've had we've had Sean Elliott on the show. And, listen, I love Coach Elliott. I think he's done a great job at Georgia State. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you got to win by 50, but you need to be in control of this football game from start to You finish. need to win convincingly for, for, certain, for certain fans of ours to be like, okay, we, we, we're, we're, we're onto something here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a, it's a tone setter. Week one sets the tone for week two and week two will set the tone for week three and week three might set the tone for this entire season when, with the way that our schedule is laid out. <clears throat> right. right. And one of the things, that like I said, like I'll, I'll be, I'll be most like I'll be at the game Saturday night, cheering till my throat hurts. Okay, 
it's going to be very simple, all right? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Georgia State could beat us? Yes. But I am telling you, regardless of what happens, the team that makes, that makes the least amount of mistakes and also capitalizes off of mistakes wins the football game ten times out of ten. That's a fact. Hundred percent of the time, okay. the and team, the, thing, the team the, that scores more points will win this football game. Exactly. <laughs> and one thing that I noticed last year is that a lot of like a, 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 for all the games, we were penalty ridden like crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. we were having false starts, offsides, all, any penalties that exist. Yeah, that happened all season, all right? In order for us to take care of business the way we should, we need to play a basically a penalty-free game to take care of business. Mm-hmm. And remember, Nate, remember, and hey, remember Nate how much Georgia. of a remember how much of a struggle penalties were at the beginning of last season? Remember that? Um, we were like oh we we're getting Lordy, like eight geez. to ten penalties a game. Oh my God! Don't even remind me. I wanted to. Oh, I wanted to. Oh, oh, yeah. But no. And I was. Uh, I was actually watching my Steelers play against the Lions yesterday, and I'm quite positive in that first half there was more penalty flags than there was points scored. Okay, it was absolutely atrocious. But my Steelers won and beat the Lions anyways, but who cares? Love that. That's the preseason. Who cares? I don't care. But we're, we're, we're talking about Gamecocks here. But I, I just feel like that if we can if we can get to the – I don't know how good Georgia State's quarterback <clears> is, okay? I don't know and I don't care, okay? I don't care. If we can get to the – if our defensive line is as good as they – as good as these coaches say they are, we'll be putting Georgia State's QB on his butt a lot on Saturday night, okay? Yeah, you can say your defensive line is good, but they need to prove it Saturday night against Georgia State. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's a fact. I, I, that's what I'm looking for from this game, line of scrimmage. That, that, that's what I'm looking for, right? Obviously, besides like Rattler yeah. and all that. But, again, the, 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 the season opener doesn't the define the year. It doesn't it doesn't define the year, but I mean you could see it last year in week one, like the offensive line, mm, something looks off. And we credit it then to right. well, you know, it's week one and we're not, you know, we're just we're we're not we're not clicking yet. It's early, but it just never went away. It it never went away. So I I think I think this right. offensive line, I don't think there's a position group. Uh, maybe Rattler. You could obviously argue Rattler, but I mean, I think his play is obviously dictated by them. I don't know that there's a position right. group that needs a a good game more than the offensive line. I, they they just do because if you come out, if you right. come out, you you can barely or can't even run for a hundred yards again, and and Rattler's running for his life. It won't matter if you win thirty-one to to twenty, right, or whatever the score might be, thirty-one to seventy. It won't right. matter. We're going to be saying, "Oh no, here we go again." Right, that O line needs to have right. a good game on Saturday. We'll be like, "Oh no, deja vu! Here we go again. We're gonna suck at the offensive line." Hey, Robbie, not and... to, not not to switch things up just completely um, in this. 
My guy, Go Pete Alk, he's going to kick me if I don't ask you this question. He asked me, does Robbie like glizzies? Do you know what a glizzy is? I have not the faintest idea of Okay, what so is. a glizzy is another name for a hot dog. <laughs> what? Yeah, a glizzy is another name for a hot dog. I'm, I'm shocked you didn't know this. Yeah, it's, it, I don't I know. I did it. not know that. Yeah. yeah. But to answer Pete Alk's question, I love hot dogs, okay? I put hot I put I put ketchup, mustard, hot sauce, yeah, on my hot dog. Yes. Robbie Davis confirmed Glizzy Gobbler. Good to know. Oh yeah, I love me some hot dogs. Hopefully you, but, um, you use yeah. the, the glizzy verbiage in your in your repertoire now. You you now have a new word you can use. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Tell your Uncle Boudreaux, hey, let's have glizzies tonight and just see what his reaction is. <laughs> I'm going to do that just to see the look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. But, uh, and, 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 like, I agree with you that this is basically a put-up-or-shut-up season for Jordan Birch. He's been here for what three years and only has one sack. One, mm-hmm. yeah. This is his put up or shut up year, and this definitely is put up or shut up. In my opinion, you either put up the stats, or we're going to find somebody else that's willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to help this team win. Because if you've been here for three years and you only have one sack. In my opinion, you 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 got evaluated wrong. Yeah, it's a big year for Birch for sure. Robbie, I'm not gonna t- I'm not mean to kick you off, but we got people wanting to call in, my no, guy. As you good. can imagine, it's it's, anyway. it's game week, so we got the the phone lines are flooded. It's all good. Um, it's all good. Go Gamecocks and the hell with Clemson. <laughs> Go Georgia Tech. Doggone it. Go Rambling Wreck at Georgia Tech, baby. I will see you Saturday. Go Gamecocks. Robbie, appreciate you, my friend. Talk soon. Great stuff. Robbie Davis, a true legend, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from Robbie. Uh, Appreciate him taking the time to call in. Again, we're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Thank you so much. I want to thank Pete off for the question texting him. I was legend. Will from Dirty Myrtle, what's going on? First thing before you say anything, my friend, your towels have been shipped out and your merch should be there. I'm just going to say that it should be there. I, I, that's, I'll go with that. What's up, man? <laughs> I like, that's a great way to start the combo. I need that Beamer ball flag, bro. I gotta have bro, that I, hey, I, trust me, I'd, I'd hand deliver it to you if I had it on me, but I'm, I'm at the uh, – I'm waiting on the vendor. They should, But they've been pretty good about getting stuff out quickly. Um you know, that's that's why I said Friday, you know, just, just to just to be extra safe. I think people that ordered Saturday will probably be when did you order that again? Was that Friday or Saturday? I ordered it Wednesday. It was Wednesday when I ordered it. Wednesday of last week. Well then you should definitely have it. Yeah, that's no issue there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you should most definitely have it. So they, they they probably will be getting that out today if they haven't already. Um yeah. So but the towels the towel hundred and ten percent because I I shipped that out myself. That it takes only two days to get gotcha. there. So yeah, you'll have it. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, we made it. It's game week. I mean, it's game week, man. It's game just, week. How, how amazing, bro! Like, it's just uh, you can feel it in the air. 
everybody's ready. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I can I can see it from my end too, man. We got the phone lines ringing off the hook. We got a hell of a crowd tuned into TDC today. Um, it's awesome, man. We're all happy it's here. We finally got on field ball to talk about. Can't wait, dude. Can't wait. I, I mean, it's counting down the seconds to Saturday, man. I, I'm I'm glad I'm super super busy this week. So it's like. You know, because I can only imagine, you know, if which it's not in my nature for me to just be dragging around. But, you know, if you don't have a lot going on this week, all you have to do is sit there and just count down. So, thankfully, you know, we'll be going nonstop with the tour stuff and then the welcome home thing on Wednesday night. We've got interviews and conversations and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, it's can't, can't wait. Can't wait to be back in the city of dreams and be back with a bunch of rowdy, crazy Gamecock fans on Saturday, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. I, I can't wait. I'm just I'm just I'm going to be through the roof the first Rattler touchdown pass. I know, I know there's a lot of people anticipating it. I'm just hoping it's going to be early and often. And, uh, yeah, it's just exciting, man. I'm going to be at the tailgate. I'm definitely going to stop by and check you out, uh, turn up with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just uh, ready to get out there and uh, <clears throat> eat, some, eat some glizzies and some burgers, you know, have a couple <laughs> of daddy sodas and – Figure this thing out, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's good times, bro. I can't yeah. wait, man. Like, hey, gl- gl- listen, Glizzy's will be gobbled at Seawells. Even P Mod, even P Mod's a fan. <laughs> he might, <clears throat> he might not give it all, but P Mod is a Glizzy gobbler. That's confirmed. That is confirmed. I got, I got, I got to meet uh, old Robbie too. I got to, I got to link up with the dude. Legend. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a hell of a time. I mean, again, I'm going to be out there. All day long, obviously. I mean, I, I, I really want to get out there. You know, I am going to no doubt. I don't know if my entire crew will be there, but I'm going to be out there by noon because I want to watch the games. I, I'm really excited. I don't know about the noon games. I don't know if there's a great noon game, but I tell yeah. you what, I'm super pumped to watch that uh, Arkansas-Cincinnati game. I can't wait to see what that looks like. And, of course, because that's our week two opponent, but it's also a really intriguing game. And I think the spread is only five and a half, six, something like that. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's you know, Cincinnati he might be being slept on a little bit, and who knows, man, what if Arkansas loses week one? How does it change that week two game? It's it's crazy, man. That, that's yeah. the beauty of college football. <clears throat> you know, we spend all preseason talking about it and projecting this and that, and then chaos ensues, right? And we just love the chaos. That's it. So, so what's your over-under Rattler touchdowns? What do you set it at, two? What do you think? Over-under for Saturday, right, specifically? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, if I, if I, okay, so if I was a bookie, if I I was a bookie and I'm trying to set a line, I'd set his over under at either two or two and a half. I'd probably say two and a half. Two and a half, probably. Two and a half. Yeah. Um, again, I I think we're going to run the football, no doubt, but, um, if I'm trying to get even money on both sides, probably two and a half, probably two and a half. Um, exciting to see, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think we are going to, you know, because here's the thing, and, and PMOD has brought this up a lot. I understand we're going to run the football a lot, as John Rice is pointing out in the chat. I get that. But literally, Satterfield went on record and said, we did not bring him here to hand the ball off. So it's like, if you come out week one and you run it 50 times and he only throws 15 passes, it's like, what was all, where, where was that at? Where was that energy at? You know, I'm not saying throw it 50 right. times, but, you know, I I, I hope to see a balance. I, I do. I, I hope to see a balance. Um, so, I and think I Spencer Rattler will throw the football. Play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, one last thing. I, I think that 
judging just off of what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing, this this is probably the most anticipated season I can remember, probably since like the 13 year. I mean, there's a lot of optimism and happiness mm-hmm. that there hasn't been in, in almost a decade, mm-hmm. and you could feel it's changing, man. Yeah. The recruiting is going. I mean, Beamer, all aboard the the, the, the Shane train because I mean, we are really racking up right now early. Yeah. And if we get the uh, the Nicole's Harbor kid, which it looks like we are the leaders in the clubhouse right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. We're, we're going to be we're we're coming, man. You know, and it's and it's really it's really good to see, man. And I can't wait to see you out there, but I'll probably call one more time before then. But uh, I'll hang up and listen, bro. Well, I appreciate man. it, man. Can't wait for Saturday. Thank you so much. Um, I I think our guy <clears throat> Jimmy was asking, yes, Will from Dirty Myrtle, yes, he was at the tour stop in Myrtle Beach, and I appreciate him for being there. I uh, saw somebody ask about merchandise, guys. We'll have towels and koozies available for sale at the tailgate. I will have nothing else on hand. If you guys really want to know why that is the case, or at least right now, right now the way that my store is run, and it's run very efficiently, is, again, of course, my online store. It's a Shopify store. I have a vendor that fulfills orders. They fulfill the individual orders. So I don't keep any inventory, right? Because keeping inventory is more of, honestly, guys, a headache than anything. Like, if I was sitting here shipping everything out, that's all I would do. Like we're selling, and I'm not trying to flex, you know, like we're selling that much merchandise though, where it's like, I could be just packaging things and shipping things all day long. Yes, Piedmont, efficiency is what we value here. We value efficiency. So I will not have, I say all that to say, I will not have inventory. I will not have merchandise on hand beyond towels and koozies. But hey, please come buy your towels and koozies. We'll have them. We got the Beamer Ball Welcome Home koozies in garnet and black. We'll have, Damn near a thousand Beamer Ball towels on hand. Would love to get those out. Five bucks, five bucks, and we can take PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, whatever cash. Of course, <clears throat> the only thing I don't have right now, I need to get one, is a little card swiper thing. I need to get the card swiper thing. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's go over to the TDC Questions channel. Bad Brad, my dude, Brad. By the way, Brad, thank you so much, my guy, for coming out to. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. We had a fantastic time. Great chatting with you, meeting up with you, and uh, looking forward to working together, obviously, my guy. Bad Brad 757 says, though, do you think with how Vandy looked Saturday offensively, regardless of the fact it was Hawaii that they played, that the game this year against them will be a lot closer than people think? Not using last year's game in said discussion, considering our roster is so different, obviously. But he asked again, the game this year, will it be a lot closer than people think? Again, I I would say let's not overreact to week one. Um, I, I, I do say this. Mike Wright's a good quarterback. Um, He is a dual-threat guy, and our defense will have to account for him. I think it might be a little bit higher scoring, right? A little bit higher scoring than some expected early on. I think that South Carolina should still win that game by, I don't know, man, at minimum two touchdowns, at minimum. Uh, I think you'll see when Vanderbilt takes on Alabama and they get an SEC play. But, hey, maybe Vandy's a little bit better than people thought. Maybe they can win an SEC game this year, but – Still, it's certainly a game that South Carolina should win. No doubt. No doubt. Um, again, guys, 843-790-3377. We are taking your questions, comments, calls. Again, great crowd today. I, mean, I just can't say thank you enough. Um, I think we had almost we had almost 200 people tuned in live when Steven Garcia was on the airwaves. I mean, hey, it's kickoff weekend. By the way, in case you needed a reminder or you needed to know, it's kickoff. Look at this. Coach Ford's back in the chat. Hating me. 
Satterfield. That's how you know. That's how you know it's game week. Jerry, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, buddy? Dude, not much, man. Just hanging out. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Uh, I don't know if you seen my text or not, but I was just going to ask you, uh, who do you think is going to be have – well, not going to be, but have the most pressure besides Spencer Rattler this year? Who has the most pressure on them outside of Spencer Rattler on this team? I mean, it's it's got to be the offensive line. I mean, the way they – or or I actually, actually, you know what? I won't go offensive line. The person on this team that has the most pressure beyond Spencer Rattler is Marcus Satterfield. No question. No question. Because the first time we go three and out against Georgia State, fire Satterfield, get him out of here. So, I, I think without a doubt it is Marcus Satterfield. Um, you know, whether it's, it's all his fault or not, hey, if this offense don't perform up to a certain level, he's out of here. He's out of here, bottom line. So, um, you know, there will be no good excuse. There are no excuses this year. It's either the offense lives up to the hype and expectations or exceeds those expectations or what have you, or they don't, and he's gone. That, that, that just There's no in-between. There's no in-between. So, I think definitely Satterfield, man. I think the pressure is most certainly on him this year. Okay. Uh, my prediction for the Georgia State game, you might think it's a little high. But I think it's going to be 49 to 14. I love that. I, dude, I love that. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it from your lips to God's ears, my friend. I'd love to see that. And, 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 and not, game, not saying it's impossible. Hey, you get a couple turnovers, take advantage. Never know. Never know. Maybe it could happen. I won't be at the Georgia State game, but I'll be at the rest of the home games. Awesome. Love to hear but that, my friend. I, I think we could upset Georgia, and uh, if we do, do you think they'll erupt like whenever we beat Alabama? Yeah, if we upset Georgia, my guy, uh, Columbia might burn to the ground. Heck, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, again, it'll be an incredible atmosphere, and if we beat Georgia, it'll be, it'll as Brent Musburger once said so famously, it'll send shockwaves to the SEC, uh, put the college football world on high alert. It will show that we are far ahead of schedule in Shane Beamer's second year. And, I mean, God, man, the sky's the limit in year two, for sure. Have you ever tried the pretzels at Willie B? The pretzels at Willie B? I don't, I don't think I have. I've never had a Williams-Brice Stadium pretzel. I have not. They're really good if you dip them in nacho cheese. Okay. All right. I know that's a weird combination, but. Right. I'll have to get one. I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll get one Saturday. Why not? Why not? You gonna have some brewski? Nah, man. I ain't, I ain't had a sip in over four months, my guy. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sober, Sally, on game day. I might smoke a cigar before the game. But I tell you this, I'm excited to go through game day sober because I'll be going a thousand miles an hour, and I'm excited to be there, present moment, locked in on the content, and really be able to enjoy everything. Man, I I really actually am looking forward to it. So, what do you think? What do you think about that recruit? This morning that we got. Yeah, big one, big one. You know, we heard late last week that he was leaning Carolina and that was a good chance the Gamecocks were going to get him. But, I mean, it, it's just seeing Shane Beamer continue to attack the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, you get another elite edge guy. And it just – it excites me because I look back at, to 2010 to 13 when we were really good 
we had those guys up front. We had now, granted, we had elite skill players too. Don't get me wrong, but it don't mean a whole lot if you don't have those guys up front to set the tone for you. That's where the game is won is in the trenches. As much as football changes, it stays the same. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a huge pickup, man. And you beat out a school like Ohio State, Georgia offered him, Clemson offered him. This was a big-time gift. This is a big-time gift. And, listen, again, like I said at the top of the show, I never doubted I never doubted Shane Beamer on the recruiting trail, but I think he's exceeding all of our expectations this early on. I mean, it, it's incredible to see – um, it, it's incredible to see what he's doing. You think we got a good shot of getting that five-star? I forgot his name. I tell you, man, I tell you, there's a lot of folks that feel like Carolina might be the leader or at, at worst is in it. We're in it. So, I mean, listen, he's going to be at the Georgia game, and I would say to this, the Gamecock Nation, uh, those who are hearing the sound of my voice, you know, we, we, we probably don't have as much power and control in certain things as we'd like to think we do. But I tell you this, what we can all do, right, to help out Shane Beamer in this program and to help land this kid, he's coming to the Georgia game. Show up, show out, be loud, be rowdy, show that williams Bryce Stadium is one of, if not the best atmosphere in all of college football. And my God, stay until the end of the game. Stay until the end. Tickets are too expensive to be leaving middle of the third quarter. Do not leave early. I implore you. That's what fans can do. Create the best atmosphere possible and show this kid what it will look like every Saturday when he takes the field. That's what we can do for him. So, yeah, I think we're in it, man. I think we're in it. And, it's again, it's exciting times that the fact that we're even in the conversation for a guy like that shows things are changing. And another thing, I just think, like, the stars with people coming out of high school, I think that's overrated. Listen, it's not everything, but it means something. It means something because uh, the, the, the blue chip ratio is a thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's just one piece of the puzzle, right? It's just one piece of the puzzle. Um, you just have to trust that Shane Beamer and his coaching staff are going out and getting the best possible guys, and they're getting guys that are good fits for South Carolina and – and, uh, you know, they're, 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 the guys that you bring in are going to be big-time players for you. That's what you got to hope and pray and believe in. I highly, I highly hope that five-star comes whenever we play Georgia. I think, I think we'll, I think we're going to surprise everybody. It's going to be like a, maybe a five to ten-point game. That's what I think. So you got Carolina beating Georgia, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I love that. Do, do you have a record prediction for the entire year, by chance? Eight and four. Eight and four with a win over Georgia. Did, did we get Arkansas week two, or no? Is it lost to Arkansas and then beat Georgia? I think. Yes, we do get Arkansas, but I think it's going to be like 28-21. Okay. All right. Hey, I'd love to see it. A 3-0 and start. What a, what a time that would be in Cola, man. Which would eventually lead to a 5-0 and start. What a time. My friend, that's hey. That's what we hope for. Hey, right? That's what we hope for indeed. My man, I appreciate the call, dude. Thanks so much. Hey, happy it's game week. Hope to see you. Hope to hear from you soon. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take care. Great stuff. So he's got us starting three and zero and finishing eight and four. I I don't know how I'd feel. So again, because if you start three and zero, you start five and zero. So you start five and zero, and then go three and four down the stretch. Would that be good enough? I don't think so. I I, I don't. I dude, if you start three and zero. You got to go nine and three at minimum in my mind. You, you got to go nine and three at minimum, right? If you start three and oh, again, if you start five and oh, because dude, at that point, you're a top 10 team, five and oh, you're, you're probably in the top 10 after beating Georgia and Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, one quick question, then we'll jump into a break. P Doc says, How do you feel about BGB, big game boomer, of course, saying that Coastal Carolina has the best quarterback in the state? Just more fuel to the fire, man. I, I, I listen. I think Grayson McCall is a great player for sure. Not trying to slander Grayson McCall and slander Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Just a completely different level, man. It's, it's it's why, like, there needs to be Group of Five ratings and then Power Five ratings because put Grayson McCall at South Carolina. What 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 what, what, what does he do? Right. Call Let's jump through the whole lines. Joseph. Joseph, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Um, I was calling. I'm at work right now watching the podcast on YouTube, and I was I wondering it. what would be the best um, record, seeing as how this is Shane Beamer's second season being with Carolina, mm-hmm. what would be your most probable record that we can get? And do you see us going in, going to a, a bowl game again in our second year with Shane? Oh, yeah, dude. I've, I've picked us to go eight and four. I think we're going to have a good year. Um, I think you're, you're seeing most people fall in the 7-5 and five range. I think 7-5 and five is a very fair prediction for this team. Again, I've got 8-4. and four. I've got a win in the season finale over Clemson. I'm not backing off that. I've got the Gamecocks at 8-4. and four. I think realistic best case is 8-4. and four. Maybe it's 9-3, and three, but 9-3 and three to me feels aggressive because – at nine and three, you're saying this team won every swing game on its schedule. That just feels, I don't know. that, But it's not impossible. I certainly don't want to say that. But I feel like realistic best yeah, case no, scenario is, is, is eight and four. But nine and three could happen. But yes, I, I think, listen, I, I'll, yeah. Tell, yeah, I'll tell you this, Joseph, because you asked the question about the bowl game. Look, we might not go eight and four. We might go six and six. Who knows? It might break, the breaks might go against us. I would be shocked if this team did not make a bowl game with Spencer Rattler at quarterback. I'd be floored, like literally floored. Well, not so. not just with not just with, um, with us having um, um, Rattler, but, you know, all of our offensive weapons. You know, we got Stockner, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, my mind's going blank right now, but we got all of our you know, wide receivers and our, and our running back itself. We have a very dynamic – offense but like you were saying with us potentially going not in three like we would want us to go our offense and especially our defense we all have to be clicking on the same on the same page and being on the same page otherwise you know our dreams of being nine and three this season can't really happen right right no indeed indeed yeah it's, it's all got to click for sure man it's all got to click and uh i mean that's what makes it so intriguing dude is that this team there are such a wide range of possibilities with this group, right? There's such a wide range of possibilities because if it all does click, hey, this team could overachieve and win nine games, right? But if the question marks linger and guys don't step up the way we hope or guys don't live up to the to the expectations and the hype we've set on them fairly or unfairly, it could be a six and six year, right? It could happen. 
It could happen. Yeah. All right, man, I just want to call and get your input on that, man, because I've been watching this for about – I've been watching the podcast for about a year and a half now, dude, and I've been loving it. Joseph, I appreciate that, man, sincerely. And I thank you so much for calling in and calling any time, my friend. Appreciate it, man. You have a good day. Yeah, man, you too. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Great call. Great call. And, again, I, 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 the, the phone lines are ringing off the hook. You love to see that. You know it's game. We got, we got Coach Ford bitching about the offense and Marcus Satterfield in the chat. That is how you know, my friends, game week is here. Carolina football is back. Damn it, it feels good. Damn it, it feels good. All right, guys, we're going to jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Very excited to chat here on this Monday. It is game week, ladies and gentlemen. No matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, it's game week, baby. It's game week. We finally made it. We finally made it. It is game week. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Thank you all so much again for the continued love and support. Uh, here we go. Let's jump back to the phone lines. from Zachary. Zachary, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while since I heard from you, my friend. How you been? Oh, I'm doing good, Chris. You know, uh, I'm busy, busy, you know. Real, real energetic you on know. this Monday, I can tell. Yes. I, I mean, it's trenches, Chris. Trenches. Yeah, tr- awesome trenches, 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 absolutely, trenches. Yes, yes, indeed. Trenches. Yeah. I, I, I first have to, I have to shout out, I have to shout out Ohio State for fumbling the bag on this one. I have to shout out Ohio State because they fumbled the bag. So, yeah. Um, what can I say? We got a a very uh, a guy who's ranked really highly and. Is seen as a very, very, very high contender, and it is, it is just mind blowing. You mess up with a prospect like this; it really is. It's just like, what what was Ohio State doing? It, it really is mind blowing. Yeah. Well, and also, hey, though, give South Carolina credit. I know that Ohio State was the uh, the leader in the mess it up, but hey, um, we had to recruit him pretty hard and be pretty high up on his list. Uh, you know, to, to be his to be his choice. You know what I mean? So give all the credit, I yeah. think, to Shane Beamer and company, but it is it is wild, man. It's it's wild how things how things work out and how they happen in recruiting. And I'm just glad that we're the beneficiary of it. So Yeah. Anyway, Chris, I'm so glad that it is officially game week. I got the weekend off. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Uh for uh 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 hopefully uh hopefully around it. Hopefully we get a routing. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah. we get a routing. Hopefully, everything. Hopefully, everything is uh is as it should be, and we get a routing this uh, weekend. I know I, I'm not trying to undersell Georgia State because you know Georgia State they're they're a pretty well coached team, you know. Right. So I I, I want I want so you know I'm not gonna completely say yeah. Cause, we're gonna it's gonna be a route and it's over before it even gets started because you know we you know it's also like the first time the offense is playing against actual 
you know, competition that actually wants to bring them down. So you never know exactly how, you know, they like the offense could be clicking and the next thing you know is like, oh, they're going up against like actual competition. So it's like not gonna everything doesn't look the same. So yeah. Yeah, I mean listen, there's you know, I don't I don't know when you what what's your score prediction? Do you have a score prediction for Saturday or no? I I'm thinking at least like thirty eight to like Thirty-eight, like twenty or seventeen, at least. At least, okay. I think that might be a little higher. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that might be a little high, but I, I'm just saying, like, we have more talent at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, but I don't know. It, it for for me, honestly, I I would be okay with like. I, I can also see it being like twenty seventeen. I can, you know, twenty-eight know. to seventeen. Like, it, 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 it could go either way. I don't like I said. It, it's it's week one. Everyone's gonna be trying to find their footing, you know. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it it, it it's kind of hard, especially like like I said, if this was like last year, I'm saying, oh yeah, I, last year I was like, yeah, we're definitely beating East uh, East Illinois. Right. I, that, I that was that was a that, that was a glorified scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, I you know I I, yeah. I I'm a big believer in hey, you know, don't don't disrespect the opponent or anything, but. Dude, yeah. it, was a, it was a scrimmage. It was a spring but, game 2.0. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, but I'm, I'm Georgia State's a, a little different. That's on yeah. that's the root of the thing that uh gets me. It's like it's they're they're actually they're they're they're, they're not just a body there for you to like run right. through. They're actually going to provoke provide some opposition. So. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I, I think this will be a really fun, intriguing game, man. I think it will. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that Georgia State's obviously going to come out early. I'll give my full prediction again later in the week, but they're going to come out early. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. So, we better be ready. Yeah. So, yeah. But for, for the season overall, I think, you know, I feel like it's important to preach mm-hmm. that just because we have a certain record, does not mean we regress is I think that's one of the main things we need to remember that this is a hard schedule. Like to be honest, I would rather have last year's schedule because last year's schedule was a little more favorable mm-hmm. because like you don't have to play a rising Arkansas. Right. You don't have to play Georgia state. You don't have to play Georgia state. You don't have to play Georgia week two, you know, it's like you kind of – I mean, you got to play a and every year, but it's whatever. But, you know, it's, it's – Yeah, no, I mean, listen, the, the, the schedule – I'll tell you this. The schedule this year is not as conducive this season to a breakout year as probably last year's schedule would be. But, you know, at the end of the day, listen, the schedule is always tough. It is what it is. And um, – nobody's yeah. going to come down on you year two if you go seven and five, what have you. But, uh, you know, at some point, if, if you want to be a breakout team, have a breakout year, you just got to go do it. You got to win a game. Maybe you're not supposed to. I mean, listen, you're you're going to be the underdog in over half your games. You are. You're not yeah. going to be favored against Arkansas, like, Georgia, Kentucky. Nope. Uh, I would say maybe not even Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Yeah. That's six right there. A and M, obviously. That's that's seven of your twelve. So if you're going to yeah. win eight games, you're going to have to win a game or two. You're not supposed to win. Bottom line. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I and I feel like we have a chance to win a game. I I'm not high on the, us beating Georgia, but I'm saying a lot of there folks was are a too. time. Yeah, a lot of folks are. Love to say like, if there was a time, I would not be. I would be shocked, but I'd be like, there will be a little part of me that would be like. This is actually not that shocking considering everything that has happened in uh, Georgia's hemisphere so right. far. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm hyped. It's it's, it's, I, it's it's game week. You know, we're finally getting actual college football. Mm-hmm. And oh yes, speaking of actual college football, shout out to Ryan Holinsky for uh, his amazing performance. In uh, in Dublin, good for him. Yeah, that was an incredible game. Yeah, he he played his tail off, so got to tip your cap, no doubt. Yeah, so happy for him. Uh, happy that he gets a chance to, you know, restart the career. You never know what's gonna happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, good lucky, uh, good for him. So yeah. Uh. All right, Chris. I'll talk to you later. Zachary, I appreciate the call, my friend. Always great to hear from you. Good stuff coming from Zachary. Guys, thank you so much for the calls, man. Phone line's ringing off the hook, 843-790-3377. Coach Ford says, and so it begins. Just because the record is worse or the same does not mean we regress. Coach Ford, we need need to get this out of the way, okay? We need to get this out of the way before the season gets here. What are your expectations? What is your prediction? What do you need to see this season? What will satisfy? What will satisfy Coach Ford? I need to know. Okay. Brent Brooks, yeah, in case you're new, we call Travis Ford, we call him Coach Ford because last year, week after week after week, he wanted to talk offensive scheme and SAT and how SAT sucks and all that. Well, he's Coach Ford then. I mean, he's a coach, damn it. He talks like a coach. He talks like a coach, so why not? We're going to call him Coach Ford. I just want to know what Coach Ford needs to see. Christopher Miller, hey, yeah, all week, guys, leave your predictions. He says, I might eat crow, but I don't think Georgia State will be able to compete with us. South Carolina 42, Georgia State 14. Jonathan Lee says, 41 to 16 Gamecocks. James Kendall, 42 to 17. My goodness, we're seeing some big predictions here. Um, my guy Thomas Walker, 35 to 13, he has. We are seeing some big predictions. Some very, very big predictions. Um Ken's magic number to beat Georgia State to be satisfied. Now, this Ken's is a great question. The spread is 12. I don't think anybody's gonna be happy with a 10-point victory, right? For me. If you beat Georgia State by 17 or more, I'll be happy. I I will. Um, And a lot of it has to do with how the game goes, right? If you're up 21 and Georgia State scores some some backdoor touchdown in the closing minutes and you win by 14 points, am I going to be kicking and screaming saying it's it's a failure of a game, a season opener? A lot of these openers, guys, it's just about winning. But I I really do feel 17 or more – Covering is a no-brainer. I mean, covering the spread is a no-brainer. Um, 
Yeah, I'd say 17 or more. My guy John says about 21. They need to win by 21 to be satisfied. That's, I mean, that's fair. Age of hours is 35 to 10. They do run the ball on us that well, and we open up the pass game, and they can't slow us down at all. 35 to 10. Okay, I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Tony Sharp says 30. Oh, here we go. 38 to 17. I would take that. There's your 21-point margin of victory. Lynn Turner says 31-14, to 14, South Carolina. Again, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Um, you know, that'd be a 17-point victory. I think that'd be a good game. I think that'd be a solid game. Let's see. Travis Lee says 20-17, to 17, South Carolina. Love it. Coach Ford says 30, what he needs to see, 30 points per game in conference. An actual offensive identity and seven and five minimum in the regular season. Okay, those are all fair expectations and fair goals, Coach Ford. I just wanted to know what your expectations were. Cocky Twan, 48 to six, Gamecocks beating Georgia State. That's his prediction. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, AJ, you said they don't run it on us that well. Okay, well, I, okay, either way, I got your score prediction. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Guys. We're rocking and rolling here on this Monday. Quick reminder, of course, podcast dropped this morning, episode 695, full breakdown of the linebackers. Also, we talked early betting lines, and we'll talk more about that on Wednesday show. We talked early thoughts on the line. Um, outside of that, man, of course, TSUS Tour, the final stop. Tomorrow night, Columbia, South Carolina, in Harbison. Would love to see you guys out there. It all gets going at 6 o'clock. Somebody else asked, by the way, uh, we'll be at Seawells on Saturday, guys. Seawells. Right across the street from the Rocket, right next to, basically, down the road from Jay's Corner, which is a fantastic venue. I saw somebody ask about that earlier. A really fun place to go on game day. We're going to be basically right next to that. The TSUS and Big Cock Club flags will be flying. Also, I'll post a picture of where we are. You will not be able to miss us, okay? And I will have towels and koozies on hand on sale, all right? So, just to let you guys know, towels and koozies, that's all I have on sale, though. Um, if you want merchandise, order it online at our store, tsus.store. Guys, that being said, uh, we're going to jump into one final break, but I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final, what, seven minutes or so. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Uh, let's jump back into the questions. My guy, Thomas Walker, has your attendance prediction gone up since last week? And I said previously, listen, I don't expect a sellout. I thought it would be more than the game against EIU last year. You know, capacity for us is now 70, we'll just call it 78,000. Um, I thought it'd be around high 60s you know Thomas I I'd love to be wrong and it'd be be a sellout I I'd love to <clears throat> you know be pleasantly surprised and, and it'd be packed out I still don't think it's a sellout I, I think 70,000 I think is about the number you'll see I, I just you know it it's listen I'm going right? <laughs> like I can't I can't imagine being a Gamecock and doing anything else you know I understand still though there's travel there's cost tickets um, I, I think the school, though, is doing everything they can in regards to this deal, the 1801 deal, $18 for a ticket. Um, so I, I don't know that I'd change my prediction a lot. Low 70s, I think. I think it'll be a really good crowd, though. I think the atmosphere will be great. 
uh, and really, really looking forward to it. <clears throat> let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. A.J. Bowers. Who scores the first touchdown of the season? I'll say either Marshawn Lloyd or Spencer Rattler. Uh, I said Rattler. I'll stick with Rattler. If it's not Rattler, I think it'll be Jaheim Bell. First touchdown of the season. Yeah, Jaheim Bell. Um, guys, again, quick reminder. Yeah, oh, Michael Sullivan. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you for reminding me. I'm actually getting this up. Um, I'm getting this up uh, after this is over, after we finish up here on the Daily Crow. But yes, tonight, tonight it's happening. The season simulation series will conclude. We got one more left, right? Our bowl game. We are taking on the Maryland Terrapins in the Music City Bowl. And of course, we're not, we're not playing Maryland for any specific reason, right? No big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do Maryland tonight, 7 o'clock, guys, the normal time. We will take on the Maryland Terrapins. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait one final time. We will do the season simulation series, and then we'll put that in the archives for 2022. So really excited, guys. 7 o'clock, you can watch it live on YouTube. Really, really looking forward to it. Zachary Owens, who's your top recruiter on staff right now? Lucas Atkins, White, Beamer, Steph, other. Dude, they're, they're all doing a great job. I, I think it's unfair. Luke or Zachary, excuse me, I think it's unfair to pick just one. Uh, they're all they're all doing an incredible job. They're all recruiting at an elite level. Um, yeah, I, I think it's unfair to pick just one guy. Everybody's doing their job at an extremely high level on the recruiting trail for sure. Um, guys, again, man, I, I just want to say thank you all so much for the continued love and support. It's it's incredible. Um, the, the numbers today on the Daily Crow, I mean, I, I feel it. We feel the love. We see, you know, I, I see the numbers and analytics, and almost two hundred people tuned in live to watch Stephen Garcia and I talk some ball. Dude, it's awesome. I mean, it's incredible. You talk about positive momentum around Gamecocks football, positive momentum around TSUS. We're rocking and rolling, man. It's, it's awesome. Game week, John Edward. Yes, game week, John Edward. It's finally here. It's finally here, my friend. It's like Christmas. It's like we're waiting on Christmas. It's literally like we are waiting on Christmas right now. Truly, truly. Um, I felt like we had a couple of our guy. Yeah, TDC Questions channel in the Big Cock Club Discord. Our guy, Greg Bedinger, said... Uh, I don't know about covering the spread. I just want to win, and he thinks we will, 38-24. to 38-24. 12-Chris Smith said, Gamecocks go pass, really affordable, 20 bucks for all sporting events, even football included. SEC games are available, $15 extra. Okay, did not know that. Gamecocks go pass. If you want tickets, guys, go get the Gamecocks go pass. There are options for you to get in the stadium. There are options for you to get in the stadium. So, really exciting stuff. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Again, we talked linebackers on today's show. Very important position unit, position group. But we're finishing out, right? We're finishing out the preseason content this week. And thank goodness, because I know you guys, myself included, we are all so ready to start talking about, you know, breaking down an opponent, a matchup, uh, talk about football that's actually happened on the field. Cannot wait, man. Cannot wait. It, it, it's... Incredible, dude. Incredible. And we got a busy week, too. Like I said, guys, tonight we'll do the final simulation. Tomorrow we will be at Carolina Alehouse in Harvison in Columbia, South Carolina. All gets going at 6 o'clock. Wednesday night, right, we've got the Welcome Home South Carolina football episode. Um, Thursday, I'm actually going, shout out to all my upstate Gamecocks, my Greenville Gamecocks. Uh, we will be going to uh, the Greenville Gamecock kickoff event here in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're in the upstate and you're tuned in and you're going to that, you will see yours truly there. Looking forward to it. Uh, and then Friday, 
just to let you all know, I'll be heading down to Columbia on Friday because for a couple of reasons, right? I'll be heading down. Going to stop by and probably see my boys Gamecock Bourbon and Jeff O'Hara Cox by 90 at Halls real quick. Might grab a little bite. Going to go over and see the Gamecock band, the Mighty Sound of the Southeast. Shout out my guy Brendan M. They'll be having their, I don't know really what it's called, but Friday before kickoff. They'll be performing. Probably going to shoot some video. Hopefully I don't put the band on blast on TikTok yet again, but that's just the risk you take when you make content. And then to cap it all off, Shout out, man. Shout out to the fine folks with Gamecocks men's soccer, specifically Tony Annan, asked me to come out and watch the boys take on Clemson Friday night at Stone Stadium. So we're going to take in some football, some men's soccer Friday night. What an appetizer. What a great start to the weekend leading up to kickoff Saturday against Georgia State. And then, of course, guys, we got our TSUS tailgate on Saturday. Sewell spots 92 to 96. We'll be out there by noon. Hey, you want to start early? We're starting early. Let's do it. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have hit 2 o'clock. Uh, again, check out the podcast if you have not. Daily Crow rocking all week. Stay tuned to all the content. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, let's have us a fantastic week. I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.